Why would you do that? Bahamut Lagoon. Stop. Bahamut. <laughs> that was like four episodes ago. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, Are it's been stuck live? in my head. We've been yes, live. I just live. We're, of course we're live. I, that's been stuck in my head for fucking a month now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 178. 178. Yep. 178 of Super Deluxe Gamescast for Thursday, February 20th. I love saying Super Deluxe Gamescast now. It just rolls right off the tongue. I don't have a script in front of me because I think I think we rewrote it, but I can't find the link for it. Um, so, hi, welcome. We're here to talk about video games, and there's a lot of good video gamey shit to talk about. How is everybody doing tonight? I have had an extremely stressful, I've, I've talked about this with you guys, um, it's been just like a wild week. Um, I'm going to both PAX East and GDC this year, and PAX East moved itself up to like two weeks before GDC. Um, and because of the way GDC schedules earlier than PAX normally does, both of those events are currently scheduling on top of one another right now and oh, my email yeah. inbox is just a flood literally every second and i keep like having i keep forgetting what appointments are when even though i've got a spreadsheet right in front of me and it's just it's just been a crazy two weeks but i got off work like 15 minutes later than i should have today and i ran a bath and i took like a 15 minute bath before this episode it was like lavender epsom salt and Hell shit. Yeah. i washed my hair and i moisturized my face and I'm in like super soft clothes right now, and I have some uh, whiskey right here. It's, oh, a little, yeah. it's a little bit watered down. I do, I do cut it with water, but um, I'm just we're good. I'm actually going on a work trip tomorrow that I don't know if I can talk about, but depending on what happens, I might have an interesting article for everybody Monday. Hmm. Um. So it's yeah. safe to say, Reb, that you were the coziest member of the podcast tonight. I'm always the coziest member of the podcast. You... It was an Animal Crossing direct, bitches. You're <laughs> goddamn right. We are gonna we are gonna talk about that. Uh, how's Justin... everybody else? Sorry, I just yeah. Like, no, no, of course, Justin. That. How are you doing, bud? Tell us. Tell us. Tell, how are things? Uh, it's been a week. Uh, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> I I saw Sonic earlier today. Ooh, what did you think? It was fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care for most of it. Like I thought, most of it was n not bad, just not particularly good either. I saw your However, tweet about it. Jim Carrey as Robotnik is fucking amazing. I have heard. I could. Yeah. I could have watched him like as Robotnik for hours. Like he's clearly having so much fun. Like. Oh, I've heard it's like old school Jim Carrey. Like he channels like the old school Jim Carrey. Yeah, era, like no, he's like he, he's clearly having just so much fun in that role. Like he's just chewing the scenery at every every like in every scene. Like oh, he's he's a blast to watch, and I think it really it really really elevates the movie. That's awesome, dude. That's are you ready to talk about video games tonight, Justin? Sure. Are you talk about yeah yeah. What are video you want to talk games? about video games? Video games. Does Justin sure. play video games? Justin, I, are you a gamer? I I don't know. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> Just, Justin, Justin's not a gamer. Kick him out, Derek. How Get you him. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I don't have my I don't have my my game fuel. Derek, what are you drinking tonight? out of? Is that a jug? Are you he staying hydrated? <laughs> yes, I'm You're incredibly hydrated. Oh, Reb, 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 look at this. Derek is Derek, Derek is staying knows about hydrated. The jug. Is it not he's the staying... thing you usually drink out of? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I've the seen jug. That I just know that I, I just know that it, I just know that Reb and Reb and Kyle Gatto love it when people stay hydrated. Like I love it. When, yeah, it's important it's to be hydrated. Super fucking hydrated. important. Pikachu is hydrated. P- you know what? Especially at conventions, you have to stay fucking hydrated. Mm-hmm. Period. As somebody who has actually Pax East is coming up, everybody, and my rule. I mean, I I know that like you know people are just here to like enjoy the show usually, but especially if you're like a, a an influencer, a media person, a content creator, whatever, and you're doing like appointments. A rule that I've set for myself is that if somebody offers me water or anything to drink at like a booth or an event, I always say yes and I always drink it all. And water, not like coffee and shit, just like water every time. And that helps keep me hydrated. You got it. You you got to stay. And never eat the food they sell there either in the convention center. Like you never. I've been told oh, never the eat it. Fine. The food's no, fine. because because the, it's like like this I have been. It's expensive as all. It, it's it's overpriced, but like last year I really did need. In the middle of the day, I did need one of those little ham and cheese sandwiches and a soda yeah. to keep going. So like if you don't not was it eat, worth the yeah, was it worth fine. the was it worth the seventy nine ninety nine that you paid for it? <laughs> I mean, not, like weird scaremongering stuff like it's, yeah no it's like fine. It, it's not gonna kill you you're not gonna get the dang coronavirus it's no okay. it's, it's no the, the food fine. is fine it's, it's just, just expensive. expensive yeah but like don't if don't not eat like yeah. if you need to eat you something, have to eat, eat something. yes absolutely <laughs> more you people ha- and die. if you're gonna eat anything there's a wonderful restaurant there that serves these amazing amazing burnt pork belly uh, burnt pork belly tips or ends that Derek, we are fucking one hundred percent going back to the there. barbecue place. And I know can, that can it's I go be hard. this time. Yes, it's yes, you be can. Hard to impress yes, he... Reb, but um, it is good. Um, All right, Derek, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm very hydrated. Um, are you hydrated? And good. I'm, and I'm here, and I'm feeling good. I am drinking a little peanut butter whiskey. I don't even from... have the ability to conceptualize that. Peanut from... butter whiskey, huh? Yeah, screwball. Sure. Screw, Screwball here makes mm. a delicious uh, bottle of peanut butter whiskey. It's seventy proof, and it's almost like a liqueur. Um, mm. It's 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 got a sweetness to it. I like uh, the art. I like the little sheep. Yeah, yeah, little sheep here. I don't know what a sheep has to do with peanut butter, but that's fine. That's where so, peanut butter um, comes from, didn't you know? But oh yeah, oh yeah, no, that's right. No, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> but this <laughs> is made with um, like obviously, like if you're Jeff, don't fucking drink this because yeah. it's it might actually kill you. But uh, as yeah, long right. as, <laughs> as, as 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 long as you don't have a peanut allergy, this is made from real peanuts. All the ingredients are natural. There's no like additives in here, and it is fucking great. This shit mm. rules, especially mm. when you mix it up in a milkshake. Mm. So John, yeah. are you gonna be responsible for bringing some whiskey to Pax? Oh, you're goddamn right. I'm, dude, I'm bringing two bottles of Screwball, and I oh, guarantee yeah. you we will go through the whole thing. We got, remember, we got to get those disposable shot glasses because we want to be are, considerate and friendly to our friends. Ruling. Yeah, you, no, all, you all at PAX West, I have heard, I've had multiple of my friends who were with us at the time who were at various journalist outfits, j- j- journalism outfits who were, like, hanging around us. They were impressed. To various degrees, at Derek just whipping the whiskey out of his bag. <laughs> Derek, there was Derek learned his lesson at East last year, where he's yeah, what thirty three dollars for a fucking double yeah. for a du- for a double neat of Knob Creek. It was like it, fuck this. Like the more fucked up that Derek got, the less he gave a shit. Like it got to the point where he's just like slamming a bottle of whiskey on the table, and he's like, "Drink up, motherfuckers!" Wasn't that shots bad. all around? 
Like it was, it was actually, it was actually pretty impressive. But the, is this but the he became like an old timey prospector, <laughs> an old timey. Pro- <laughs> well, let me just dip into my bag here and pull out my old fashioned rot gut whiskey. Be careful I, now. There's there's silt in it. I, <laughs> I thought I sounded more like a pirate, though. I really did. Like, yar, I'll make the bargain with you. True as the North Star. All right. Are we gonna talk about fucking video games? Let's talk we about sure video games. Are. Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, so what do we? Do? So what's what's first on the dock? We got Animal Crossing first. What we've we, we, we been playing? Oh, yeah, what we've been playing? Um, I guess I'll go first real quick. I've been playing Nino Kuni, which is one of my favorite uh, JRPGs. Um, I, I've been playing it on Switch. Uh, I'm almost done with it. Um, and it's like my third playthrough of Nino Kuni. Uh, if you haven't played it, it's just a fucking. It's uh, animated by Studio Ghibli, uh, which means it, it's gorgeous and pure and wholesome. Uh, the main character is Oliver, and you just want to protect him. Uh, and uh, Drippy, you want to protect Drippy. Though it's just a fucking great game, um, and it's it's so good on Switch because it's hard. It's such a gorgeous game, even by today's standards. That when I I'm playing it on my Switch Lite, it is it is hard to believe that I'm I'm actually playing a game that looks like this on a handheld system. I didn't uh, realize it was on Switch. It is. Uh-huh. Um, and it's I, I love it like I I absolutely love that fucking game. That's what I've been. Oh, and of course, uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen uh, new content that dropped uh, the other day. Uh, so of course you, you y'all know I'm deep in that already. Uh, and that's that. Uh, aside from some Tetris ninety nine, that's what I'm playing right now. Hmm. Rabbit, you go next. All right. Um, so I can't talk about this too in depth. Um, I have a review code for it. I can't do like a review or anything, but I can talk about what the game is. Um, I got a code yesterday, just out of the blue, didn't ask for it, just was sent to me and absolutely made my evening for a game called Max Gentleman Sexy Business. <laughs> I've um, been waiting for this. It is a uh, visual novel slash like business tycoon kind of simulator slash dating simulator. Um, and it is also a mature adult game um, with nudity in it. Uh, so it's... Uh, you you play as this this business person uh, who at the the very start of the game uh, the inciting incident is that your fortune it basically gets stolen your business gets stolen from you by your rival um, and you have to build it up again um, and you play kind of the simulator where you have a board of like executives and you can gradually build up that board and then you can send them to do different things and you have to kind of manage what they're doing so like one of them can be like you know at the stock exchange or whatever like earning money for you another one can be like hiring employees um, and then another one can be like doing like takeovers of other companies and you have to kind of manage where they are and what their different skills are um, and things like that um i'm not super far in the game yet um but it is like i i i, and I don't want to like talk about my impressions i i obviously like it because i think it's like hilarious but i love even just watching the trailer i loved the concept of it um and so far it seems very well like it seems very well made i never quite i, I think it just kind of came out of the blue i had never heard of this game before um, and so it just sort of like, like I got this trailer and I'm like, why have I never heard of this before? Why is no one talking about this? Um, but it seems like fairly like high quality and well-made and it looks nice. And it also is doing, um, I mean, it's a fairly small game. It doesn't have like a huge budget to do all kinds of customization options, but so far it seems like very body positive, um, very gender inclusive. Like, you know, you pick your pronouns, you pick your body type, you pick the clothing, you pick like how you want to look and appear and you know, you can, I, I, so far I'm pretty sure like you can romance like anybody regardless of their gender or sexuality. Well, yeah, like everybody's romanceable basically. Um, And it's just, it's very good. 
and the writing is ridiculous and I'm very excited to see where it goes. So uh, I'm not, I, I'm not very far, but it's just, it, it's very, very interesting to me. Reb, I have a question. Is there actually a character named Max Gentleman? Uh, I, I don't Why know. would there not be? I yeah, like that, that's my. I think, I can't tell. I think there might've been, cause there's, I think there's another Max Gentleman game. And I think, I'm sorry, I'm not a good person to ask this. Um, there is like a God of business. A, a god of oh, who's like a oh. floating orb riding a horse? I don't know. Reb, aren't your aren't your aren't your characters called Gent Sonas or something? Yeah, they're Gent, they're gent Soda Sonas. I fucking love that. That is so good. Also, like, there's a whole thing. There's like one of the stats you have is like mustache power, and it like affects like how easily you can recruit people, and like, <laughs> but everybody can have mustache power, like whether you have a mustache or not. Like women who do not have mustaches can like have must. It's it's like a big vibe. mustache energy. It's not it's not actually a physical trait, but it's like a vibe. Like you can have big mustache energy without having a mustache. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. It's also like it lets you. It's the mustache on the inside that counts. Yeah. Yeah. It also like lets you pick right off the bat. Like if you just want, if you just want like a tame like visual novel with just like romance, you can just have that, and it will not have any nudity for you. Like you can turn that entirely off, and everything is just like everyone's got their clothes on. We're all good. Um, but you can like uh, there's like different levels. You can set it up so there's like semi nudity or like total nudity if you get like there's like i think a free dlc that does total nudity um that you just like it's a separate download um because like if you don't want that in the game you don't want that in the game but it is free to add on there um but then there's also a way where you can turn the 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 setting that i have turned on is basically everything's like totally tame everyone keeps their clothes on but if there's like a scene or an option for like nudity it will blur it out and then like kind of indicate to me that that's there and then if i click on it i can see it um, and so it just kind of gives me the option as opposed to like, I'm in here and so somebody's here working on my stove and I'm trying to play a game and they walk by and they see me watching, you know, cartoon porn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, Reb, that happened. So like when I saw this trailer on your Twitter feed, I was sitting right next to Vicky. And, uh, and so like I'm watching it and all of a sudden that maid comes in and I was like, I had my phone and I was literally like. <laughs> Coward. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting that. I was like, whoa! Like, hey! And and I gotta tell you, I've just all day I've had this image stuck in my head of like Joker running around like one of the palaces and then saying, like, I'll reveal your true form, and then just ripping his shirt off to reveal like this <laughs> this massive muscle chest and he packs. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not I've not played very far yet. Sona. I haven't had a lot of time. Um, but I, wa I watched the trailer and I read a little bit about the game and then I played like, you know, a few minutes and I, I am extremely intrigued by what this is. So uh, the embargo's up. I have I actually need to look up when the embargo is. But whenever the embargo's up, I'll talk about it in more detail um, and kind of let you all know what I think. But just like on the premise alone, I'm like, you know what? Great business, cute people to date. Um, I can design my character to be holding a puppy. Uh, ridiculous over-the-top writing, you know, you're great. This forward. really is your. This really is right up your alley. Weirdly, yeah. It Somehow. really is actually. Somehow. Is, is that all you've been playing, Reb? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been like, there's been so much going on. I've been playing a little bit of The Sims Four. I made a bunch of my Kansas City friends in. I was inspired by Jeff's playthrough of The Sims Four. I actually. miss Jeff's playthroughs. Um, Come back. From I also, vacation. I too have seven friends. Um, no, I, I have. <laughs> I have seven friends here in Kansas City. I put us all in a house together just because it was for for goofs and laughs. Um, I. Let's see, have I played anything else? Not really. I mean, I'm still like chipping away at Divinity Original Sin occasionally. Um, World of Warcraft, I'm still raiding in. So, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Derek, what about you, sir? 
Uh, so I have played uh, very little video games in the past several weeks, unfortunately. So I'm very busy. But today, I finally got an opportunity to have a relatively chill day for the first day in, like I said, weeks. So I played a little Monster Hunter, and I played a little uh, little Risk of Rain 2. Um, you know, just some ongoing games I could pop in, sit down with for an hour or two, do some stuff. Um, so you were you were risking the rain. It sounds like it got risky. I love I love. I don't know if you've played either Risk of Rain. Uh, I've I, I know of them. I've yeah. never actually played either one. They're of them. fantastic, very moody, arcadey mm-hmm. roguelikes. Just a ton of fun. Uh, much better co-op, but you know, if you can play if you play it alone, it's still fun. So you're fun too, Derek. You're a lot of fun. A, I have there... a fun tie. There is you yeah. What is that by the way? Like it's, what? It's, like it's called a tie. You put them on. It's just a tie. No, I know fancy. it's a tie, Derek. I, tell us about the pattern. I can't really tell what the I pattern don't know. is. Oh shit! It's like fucking ugly. I don't know. Do you just I refuse have to... that? Like, is that your tie? Do you wear that? To I have a, I have a, like a bunch of ties behind me. So oh. we started talking about Max Gentleman, and I just wanted to grab a tie. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes total sense. Um, I love uh, I love the, about that thing. Just sorry, one more thing. I love no, the, go ahead. I love the concept of like gentleman and mustache. They're using it like in a very parody sense, and they're not trying to like make it super masculine. So like you could be a very effeminate woman, but you're still like your gent Sona, and it's it's like a it's, it's like the mustache thing. It's like a vibe. It's not a it's not a male specific thing. So um, I, I did forget about I did forget about one thing, uh, guys, that I, I I've played, and it's Persona Five Scramble. Uh, on the Switch, I set up a Japanese account and I downloaded the demo because I really wanted to check it out. Of course, I cannot read or speak Japanese. I can't understand mm. it. So I don't know what's going on. But I do know that for a um, for a Musou game, it is... I mean, it is a, it's a Persona game. Like, it is... It's gorgeous. It looks great on Switch. Um, I mean, it's Persona 5 just with a shitload of enemies on screen and it's an action RPG. Like that's what it is as far as I can tell. And I am super excited because we all know it's going to get, you know, it'll get uh, localized at some point. A year late, Um, of course. Probably. Mm. But, but I am really excited for this. Like maybe we'll get it before Shin Megami Tensei 5, Derek. Um, Who knows? But uh, yeah. Um, And uh, a quick announcement. Speaking of mustaches, Reb mentioned mustaches. This weekend I am settling two bets. Oh, paying my, oh, I'm of paying course you're my doing debts. it when I'm not around, yeah. No, don't worry, Reb. I'm going to record it for you. Okay, so I have a paperback copy of the first Witcher book that I'm going to read for Sam. I'm going to put on a robe, have a, a pipe, uh, and I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to read the first chapter, but I'm also going to do it wearing a Waluigi hat and a fake Waluigi mustache. Just the hat and the mustache? That's not what the bet was. That's all I can, that's all I can muster up. Um, because everything else just won't fit me because I'm so damn big. Um, uh, but it's not... I, look, that's just, it's just me, look, Reb. I can't help it. But John, John, you can be a beefy Waluigi. We'll allow you to be beefy <laughs> yeah. Waluigi. If I can Walu- be a non-fat Walu- beefy. Wow. Walu- Wow, wow. Nobody is to go on Twitter and call me Walu Beefy. Walu Beefy. And now that I've said it, fucking everybody's going to go on Twitter and call me Walu Beefy. You say it just because you want people to. I do not. I do not. That's why you said it. That's 100% why you said it. Look, I can't help it if I'm huge and massive and I can't put on some purple suspenders and and whatever whatever weird shirt he wears. Justin, bud, what you been playing? 
Um, so I've actually been playing uh, The Division 2. Um, it was on sale for $3, so I bought it, because for $3, yeah. fine. <laughs> like, isn't The Division 2 good? Like, isn't that good? Yeah, um, I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I, I liked the first game when it came out, um, but the whole the whole thing for me with that game is like i didn't have any interest in any of the end game stuff but i really did like just playing it like because you could just play the division like single player as a typical ubisoft game you just have to be connected to the internet um so i've just been doing that with division two and i've been enjoying it it's a dumb game but like it's it's fun um i really i really do like the way that um those games kind of capture a city uh like so many games like cities scale doesn't feel right um like even when i was playing assassin's creed recently like the cities felt small even when i was in like athens and stuff um whereas like the vision the streets seem big the buildings seem big um like they're not designed to be you know they're designed completely to be you know walked around on foot um there's a lot of like you know micro detail and stuff in the environments and like i th- I think it just feels feels neat like I- i'm enjoying just going through and getting uh you know upping my stats and getting numbers higher i do miss kind of the um atmosphere of the first game because like the winter blizzards and stuff were like a really really key part of why i like that game so so much is like stark new york winter atmosphere which is completely gone in two but um I'm still enjoying it. Like, there, it's like a decent evolution of, you know, the core game from the first game. Like, its biggest issue is it's just, it really feels just like a huge expansion other than so, a sequel. let me ask you this, Justin, because I played The Division 2 until, uh, you know, like, I started the end game. Then I was like, I don't care anymore. Uh, so I just kind of dropped it. Um, how populated does the world seem right now? Like, 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 well, like... I'm not at like end game level and I don't have any, all the areas accessible. I'm like level 13, I think, and 30's the cap. So I can't really see like what areas are fully populated, but I think probably that $3 sale has increased population. Probably. Um, probably. But that also, also, as far as I know, all the year one content was just early access for season pass owners. And, like, I think the last piece, um, like, actually just, I got a message saying, oh, this is now available for all players, which is, like, the prologue to the big expansion that's coming at the beginning of March. So, like, is I think the there's, like, March? a lot. Yeah, March 3rd, I believe. Okay, right. Uh, it's okay. the Warlords of New York expansion. And that's going to be $30. But That's the day uh, Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come out. Mm-mm-mm. Stop! Stop reminding me of the dates that things were supposed to come out that I was supposed <laughs> to be playing in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, um, it's been a really good just like kind of zone out game. Like I've been really busy, and sometimes I've just wanted to sit down and zone out for a few minutes and do something, and I can do that. Or like you know, it's oh, it's a quiet night with nothing else to do. I can play it for a while. It's just been a good fit for kind of the state of mind I've been in right now. So I'm enjoying. Justin's in the state of mind where he just wants to run through DC and and gra- and uh, uh, open up briefcases. Yep. And uh, d- d- dude, sometimes you gotta hey, do I, it. I got a That's little what you stuff. Do job is, John? John, I got a little stuffed rhino <laughs> and I hung it off of my backpack. Isn't that what you do for a living? 
Pretty much, yeah. I run you through, just, like, yeah. run through DC and just open up briefcase. That's, I run yeah. through DC and I look in people's briefcase. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what I assume your job is. <laughs> exactly. Just like, you know, hey, what's in here? What's in here? What's in here? I'm like the, I'm like the, the TSA only. I'm like the TSA, but I'm not at an airport. I'm just running through the streets and opening people's, opening people's shit up. What's that? You got a backpack? Let me see inside that motherfucker. All I right, do that too. To I'm just not paid Xbox. to do it. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. <laughs> All right, what else are we talking about tonight? We got uh, Animal Crossing. We got to do Animal yeah. Crossing. Crossing. We got to talk about Animal Crossing. Who and of course, I'm going to put today. Zeke on screen put for Zeke Animal Crossing talk. Put Ze yeah, exactly. Like I wanted my, my dog didn't want to come down here, unfortunately. I was going to put her on screen. Can, can uh, you guys see him okay? We can, yeah, actually. He's dude, a good kitty. Dude, he's like a, he looks like one of those black metal cats right now, though. Like, like he just he looks fierce. He looks like the lord of his domain. He's like... Yeah, no, he looks like a Dark Souls boss right now, actually. It's, it's pretty impressive. Reb, Reb is going to lead us on our Animal Crossing talk. So, Reb, why don't you go ahead and tell us about what we saw today for Animal Crossing New Horizons? Yes, there's a 25-minute Nintendo Direct today with Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I think it's kind of funny because when I, when I started thinking about how I was going to explain this, I realized that there's not a lot in terms of giant major news that came out of this. Like, it was very mellow, and it was all, like fairly expected either stuff that's already been in previous animal crossing games or stuff that's you know been in them but is now like being taken to a slightly higher level by this game but not like a huge jump and i think i think that's kind of just what animal crossing is right like nobody wanted a giant overhaul of animal crossing no one was clamoring for a massive open world action you know game with like all this we just want more animal crossing and more of all the stuff that's already been in animal crossing but maybe like slightly more streamlined and like slightly better in a couple areas um i do think like the online stuff is one area where people want more and bigger and better and that's an area that nintendo consistently fa fails to deliver in and still has um but for the most part, like, it was great, right? So it, New Horizons takes place, um, you know, in the past you've, you know, been in a, moved into a new neighborhood or you've become mayor of a town. In this game, uh, you're you're part of, like, Nook's getaway package or whatever, and you get sent, so, yeah. you get sent to, to a deserted <laughs> island with uh, two other uh, vill villagers. Um, you get a tent for free, um, and you just kind of hang out on your deserted island. And I think the big the biggest difference between New Horizons and some of the previous Animal Crossing games we've seen is how sparse everything is at the beginning. I mean, every, every other Animal Crossing game has started out very small and then you slowly build up your town, but this feels really, really sparse, right? Like there's no shops to begin with. There's just not a lot going on, but instead they've implemented some crafting systems where you can get wood from trees um, and like, I think stones and weeds and things, and you have a crafting bench and you can craft them into like very rough furniture and things and sort of, you know, start to build up your little, you know, area, your little, like outside your tent and your community and things like that. You can do the usual things. You can fish, you can, you know, catch bugs. You can do all these usual things. Um, but mo a lot of the staples that we've come to expect of Animal Crossing, like having, having an actual house and having like, a, you know, a slightly built up town with like the Able Sisters and the clothing and all that customization. Um, and then like having the Nooklings, like their little store and things like that. All of that seems to come later, like after you've built up the island further. And I don't, I don't really have a good idea of about how much time it would take to build that stuff up. But I just got the impression from the trailer that that's all stuff that happens like 
over time. It's a game that, I mean, Animal Crossing has always been a game that wants you to like come back day after day and work on it over a long period of time. But I definitely got the sense that it's going to take like longer to build up things like the museum and the cafe and the, you know, whatever other things they have. How do you, how do you, so Reb, as somebody who is basically our, our resident Animal Crossing player, like I, I, um, I got into Animal, uh, Animal Crossing with New Leaf on 3ds and i played about 100 hours of it i loved it mm -hmm. um but but like with the slower start to the game and i do see what you're talking about like how how does that strike you how do you feel about that um do you do you feel like this is the natural evolution of that series um or because it almost seems more like you are building the neighborhood itself as opposed to you exist in this world you've just arrived in the neighborhood and here's your house like do what you got to do it seems in a way, it almost seems kind of like Dragon Quest Builders-esque. And I don't mean for like from a building capacity, but from a, you got to start from zero. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more in terms of that. And I think the Dragon Quest Builders example is a good one because there's also like, it looks like later in the game, you also get like terraforming. There's a lot more customization in this, which is something that a lot of people have wanted for a long time. I think with Happy Home Designer, they kind of got that, but it was separate from the other Animal Crossing games. Like you can now do custom patterns for furniture. You can terraform, you can like make hills and make rivers, you know, smaller or bigger. Um, and so you're kind of given this sort of blank canvas at the beginning of it, and you can sort of, you don't have a lot of tools initially. Like it's very, I haven't played Dragon Quest Builders, but it does feel like Minecraft-esque in that regard, and that you kind of are given like not a lot to start with, but some like basic recipes and stuff. And then everything else that we come to expect from Animal Crossing comes later, but then sort of escalated to another degree because you can do like more customized kinds of things. Like there were a lot of little touches. I think that was the thing that a lot of people seized upon it on Twitter afterwards. A lot of like small things. One of the things that I noticed that was really nice is uh, it used to be, so in New Leaf, you were able to, after a while, you know, build new like features. Like you could build a bridge, you could build like a lamppost, right. you could kind of customize the look of your town. It looks like there's not only a lot more than that, but even just little things like before, you couldn't customize where the villagers' houses were put. Now you can. And also you don't have to actually chop down trees or move shit to put them down. Like you just put it down where you want it and the stuff that was under there goes away for you. I really like, like that. That's I such really a like tiny that. detail, but it's such a huge difference. Like just getting rid of that hassle is such a big difference. And there's a lot of like little touches too. Like one of the, my favorite ones that people have jumped on on Twitter is there's a little clip where like the villager is like standing there, you know, I don't like picking flowers or doing something. And Bunny, one of the animal villagers, is sitting on the ground in the background and she's eating a little chocolate ice cream. And she's just doing that on her own. And that's just so charming and they've never done that before. And I like, I, the, the thing about Animal Crossing that I personally love the most, like a lot of people love the customization. A lot of people love like the collecting, like finishing the museum. The thing that I love is kind of the, the little stories that you come up with in your head while you're playing the game. Um, because the game, the, the villagers have like set pools of dialogue they pull from, they have set interactions that they will do. Um, but kind of the randomness of which ones they happen to pull in which situations and kind of the items that they give you and the things that happen, that randomness lends itself to you coming up with these little like meta narratives that the game is like, you know, kind of letting the game, the game is making them happen, but they're not doing it with any rhyme or reason. They're just sort of happening. And then you're kind of like building in your own explanations for it. Like I've had, I had this great narrative once, um, one of the characters that you saw in the trailer, Cherry, she's a dark red dog with black ears. She looks very goth, right? She's like, she does cool. actually. Yeah. She's real cool. I had her in my village in new leaf once. Um, and I had her and then I had, I don't remember what I had a cow village or like some cow that the cow moved in. And I, the, the villagers would like interact with one another. And one time she and the cow got into like a fight and they, they were arguing with each other and they walked off and they were all just really mad. Um, and then the next day I talked to the cow villager and she was moving out. 
and she left the village. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. She wasn't here very long. Oh, well, uh, Cherry had been there forever. And then the day after that, I got a letter in the mail from Cherry, and Cherry sent me a cow skull. Um... What? All of that was, like, super <laughs> random, right? Like, villagers can have fights. They can get into arguments. Huh. That's something they do all the time. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have any impact on the game. Villagers move in and out. It doesn't have anything to do with whether they fought with a villager recently. Villagers send you items randomly all the time. It being a cow skull was totally chance. But the fact that those three events happened in, like, a several-day period made this little story for me. And it was so cool. And that kind of stuff, like, even just watching that trailer, like, seeing Bunny eating the ice cream. There was, like, a dialogue, I think, in the trailer where some guy was, like, talking about his bidet and how it had been, like, shaped just for him or whatever. And it was just hilarious. It's so cute. The I have a very like, strangely shaped ass. I need a, wait, I need that, a very pretty... I have a square bidet. bottom. The bidet thing was not an edit. I didn't think it was. Maybe it was. Okay, because I thought somebody had edited that. Oh, it might it, be an edit. I don't know. But I mean, I, I didn't watch it. The, the thing is, even thing. if it's not an edit, it, it fucking tracks. That's the sort of bullshit they say all the time. <laughs> like that. Somebody in, could somebody in chat tell me if that was an edit or not? I don't actually know. Um, I might have gotten fooled by an edit. But also, like, even if I did, that shit, that's totally an Animal Crossing. Like that, they have, they have like weird pieces of dialogue. Like one guy one time was like, hey, I'm so grateful to you. You're my best friend in the world. I want you to have my most prized possession. And he gives me a coat hanger. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, why are you giving me this? Um, has anyone has anyone ever asked themselves, like, in a world full of anthropomorphic animals, like, and, like, walking, talking cows, like, where does milk come from? Almond milk. milk. I don't know if there's milk in that game. I don't know. Is there milk? It's almond milk. milk. There's, like, fruit and fish. They're pescatarians. We there's don't overthink fish. this. Um, yeah, no. Wait till there's a fish villager. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, it's, it's wholesome and it, it's sweet and it's like, like the customization options look really good and every, it just looks like more, better, shinier Animal Crossing. And that's literally all I want out of it. There's like, um, there's, it looks like there's like new, uh, villager types. Like there's these kind of lizard guys that weren't there before, which they look super cute. Um, let's see what else. I have like a little list of things that I wanted to make sure. Um, it's, uh... I don't know. There's like a new they they updated like the kind of the coupon system from New Leaf. So now you get like these Nook miles or whatever that you can use to spend on things, and you get those miles from like doing activities around the island, just like fishing and bug catching and stuff. So it's like an incentive to do stuff beyond just like like before when you were fishing. If you were fishing, you were either fishing to get a specific fish for a villager or because you wanted to finish the museum and that was like pretty much it and now there's kind of an incentive to keep fishing beyond that or to just like fish for whatever because you have like these rewards you can get from it um there's going to be dlc they're going to have seasonal dlc they're going to bring in like the usual seasonal characters like the there's like the little reindeer that comes by around christmas time there's the rabbit that shows up around easter and they do like special events and stuff isabel's back of course everybody fucking loves isabel she was drinking a long island iced tea at her desk which i yeah. noticed that she's fucking Get drinking it, during the day she's like isabel's bad. having a liquid lunch but you know what reb this is what happens when you work for fucking tom nook Okay, yeah. when you work for Tom Nook, you fucking have to drink during the day to keep your sanity. That's what you have to do because Tom Nook is a fucking monster. I just put I a family out on the funny. street. Tom Nook, people's biggest argument from Tom, about Tom Nook is that you show up on the island and he immediately saddles you with debt for giving you a place to live. In this game, he does not. Um, he gives you a tent, it's part of the package, and you have not paid off the package, but instead of paying it off in money, you pay it off in Nook miles, which you get from just doing activities. 
So you basically that just sounds just... like company script to me. <laughs> I was just gonna say we have to spend all of our money at the Tom Nook company store. I mean, maybe I don't know, but like I don't know. It's it looks great, honestly. Like I'm so happy about this dumb game. I know I know the the cloud save thing is like throwing people off. Um, though it's that seems kind of fuzzy too because there's like language on a Nintendo UK site right now that says that they're going to add the ability to transfer characters later at a so, later date or something. So I don't really know what's going on with that. Justin, go ahead. Wasn't it just like once or something? Yeah. So the thing that people seized upon after the direct is there's a line in there. That, so there's with Nintendo Switch Online, you're supposed to get cloud saves, right? Um, and Animal Crossing does not have normal access to cloud saves, even if you have Nintendo Switch Online. The thing that Nintendo said during the Direct, it was like in little tiny fine print, is that if you have Nintendo Switch Online, it won't be implemented at launch, it'll be implemented at a later date. Um, but if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you can, so you can have one island per system. Mm-hmm. And if something, if you want to transfer it to another Switch, you're fucked, you can't do it, unless your Switch is damaged or lost. And if it's damaged or lost, you... You can, one time, you can transfer it to another system. <laughs> Better take care of if that new Switch. Yeah, if it gets damaged or lost the second time, you can't do it. So, like, like everyone's pissed off about that. But then there's, like, some other language on a Nintendo. Hold on. I'll just fucking pull it up. Like, it's on it's a Nintendo. It's the most UK, fucking Nintendo like thing they could buried. possibly do. It's very weird. I don't understand it. Um, it says, a function specific to Animal Crossing New Horizons to move users and save data to another console is planned for later this year. And that... I don't know what that means. Like, it could mean a lot of different things. So, I I don't know. I'm not really holding out hope because Nintendo doesn't know what the fuck to do with like online services and shit like that. But oh, they're still living. They're still living in the fucking PS2 era. Yeah, Derek. I, don't know. I will say I did think that they. I, I I think Nintendo Switch Online's app is stupid for the most part. But I think them just straight up letting us use it for both voice chat and text chat. I'm like, you know, that's like the bare minimum that they could have asked of them. And I'm glad they at least did that. So great. Yep, I agree. So you don't have to use the app. No, you do have to use the app. You have to use the app. Oh, you do have to. Of course. But honestly, that's like better in this case because I don't want to fucking type messages to people on my fucking Nintendo Switch. On the 3DS, you had the split screen, so it was kind of okay, but it was still unwieldy. But having it on your phone next to you while you're playing the game is honestly like better. That's Um, true. They also have a setting. I liked this. Um, There's been like issues before where they like... You want to invite people to your island um, to, like, you know, do things or, like, trade items or whatever, but you might you might not know them necessarily and you don't want them destroying your shit. So it was like, okay, do you let people chop down trees on your island or no? Um, this one does not let people do damage to the environment unless you register them as best friends. And if you do that, then they can touch anything. Um, and so that is, like, a good... <laughs> Okay, I didn't phrase that well. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I just, that, sorry, the damage to the environment phrase. I was going to joke that only the people closest to you have the power to destroy everything you built. But. Yes. <laughs> Be, being best friends with someone in Animal Crossing sounds like a bit, a big, it, it, big it's, step. It, it's a commitment. Like, it's, a, it's, you know, like, I can see in the future, like a year from now, like, you know, two young people starting out, you know, you know, like, you know, like they're feeling each other out, you know, going a couple dates. And then one of them says, will you be my best friend in Animal Crossing? Like, and this is this is the future of online dating, actually, I think. I, I really do think that Nintendo is uh, is onto something here. Um, I actually have a question for Derek. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what is it going to take you to come visit my island? Because you're a man of discerning taste. You're a man, you're a man of... Of of qual you're a man of quality and a gentleman of reputation. Derek. As evidenced by my tie. Um, exactly. 
It's going to be difficult because I, uh, I've i never played an Animal Crossing. Is that going to change? Are you picking up Animal Crossing? I don't know. Those types of games are not really for me. I've had a hard time getting into stuff like, you know, Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley and, you know. You're not going to like this, Derek. Yeah, it's like, not, it's not going to be better. This is not significantly different from anything else. If you have not liked past Animal Crossings, yeah. if you, and, and your dislike of them, so I... I went back and played the GameCube Animal Crossing recently. Um, I hate it because the menuing is so clunky. It is just so slow and difficult to use. Um, I would not play that. If that's your only reason for liking for disliking Animal Crossing, then I'd say give this one a try because it looks like they've streamlined a lot of yeah. stuff. But if you just generally don't like the game, I think this is the loot of those yeah, types of games. Yeah, this isn't going to change your but mind. But it's like I respect like the hell out of it, and I love it, and it like it makes me so happy when we get Animal Crossing news because it makes so yeah. many people happy, and so I just happy. I need off of your joy. Like Twitter was great today. <laughs> I I honestly I don't really follow Animal Crossing. I don't think it would be my thing, but like. I have so many friends that are really, really big Animal Crossing fans and like seeing them so excited that you can customize coffee mugs now. Yeah, like, yeah you can customize like, coffee like, mugs. It's just it's wholesome. Contagious. I love it. And like, I can't. There's like I, a quick I, menu to switch between tools. Yes. And like, I can't, I can't even imagine another franchise that like such a little detail would like like become a viral tweet and like everybody would get pumped about it like it's been really fun to watch people get excited for this game you know um, what's, you know what's I, funny justin is that somebody at work somebody uh somebody in my office was like man who cares like you know i'm waiting for doom like it's just animal crossing I'm like you do understand animal crossing is going to sell like 15 million yeah. copies mm -hmm. right like i mean i mean this is a this like this is one of nintendo's most popular franchises it's funny well, that everyone... on that note though like I've kind of enjoyed all the Doom Animal Crossing crossover <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. that's been very fun. But, like, also, like, just, like, those two fan bases, like, it's the first time where there's been two big games coming out around the same time. I haven't seen people, like, trying to pit them against each other. Like, oh, this game is going to bury this game. Like, literally. Well, hey, how fucking could you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, But, like. Like, this is, like, one time when it's just, like, everybody recognizes that these are both probably going to be great games that are catering to extraordinarily different yep. audiences. Absolutely. That, that everybody's just happy about. Like, yeah. Um, so, like, I we know... We all get a new game on the yeah. same day. And, and it's my birthday. It, it yeah. is my birthday. So, I, I'm going to be spent... I'm going to be spending my birthday with Doom, but I know a lot of people are going to be spending it with Animal Crossing, and I'm excited for them. <laughs> I also want to give one other little shout-out that I had forgotten about. Um, this wasn't in the trailer. This wasn't in the direct, but um, it was part of a, a Eurogamers article on it. Um, they had a quote in there that said, uh, facial features um, are no longer locked to gender in Animal Crossing. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Um, so in the past, Animal Crossing's been... So I want to point out that Nintendo has just been really bad about, like, doing things regarding gender and customization and, uh, like, skin color as well in the past. They are bad about it. They continue to be bad about it. They ha still have a long way to go. That said, um, Animal Crossing in the past has been somewhat better, at least on the gender front, because, like, in New Leaf, you... It kind of, it did like this really cagey thing at the beginning where like you had to just answer a weird quiz to figure out like what you looked like at the beginning of the game and it was kind of randomized. But then you could wear clothes of either gender 
um, like that were like you could wear whatever you could wear skirts, dresses, whatever. Um, and then you could change your hairstyle. You had to go through a bunch of shit to do it, but you could change your hairstyle to anything you wanted, like girl hairstyles or boy hairstyles, like typical ones. Um, you could you could do that later in the game. And there were still some things that were locked, like there was a set of facial features locked to boy characters and a set of facial features locked to girl characters. Now I don't know exactly how it works out. Um, but you can apparently just choose whatever you want now. Like, it doesn't matter. And you could still, I assume you can still wear, like, whatever clothes you want. Um, there's, there's not, like, non-binary options. I don't really expect it. I also don't really think that, I don't know that anyone really calls you by any pronouns. They just call you by your name or the weird nicknames they give you. So it's, it's not as important in that regard. And they also have, they added, like, actual skin tones instead of just making you tan outside if you didn't want to be a white person. Um, they added those in Happy Home Designer, and they are keeping them in this version. Um, Wait, and they also... Hold, hold on, was that really their solution to not be a white character is I you had to go outside it, and tan? It, I wouldn't call it Nintendo's solution. I would say Nintendo made a game where you can only be a white person, but they and let then you, you can get tan. But they let you tan in the sunshine, and people who are not white people who understandably wanted to maybe not be white yeah. people in a game where you can customize a character in a million different other ways. Um, their their solution, which was, uh, like it shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have had to fucking do this. But yeah. the solution they came up with was to tan their characters, and it's, like it's a giant waste of time. Like they should have just been able to pick it. Well, they fixed yeah. it in Happy Home Designer. Um, there are now like Good. like d several darker uh, skin tones, um, and you could just pick them and have them. And it also, I saw some people. Um, I saw people on Twitter like celebrating that the hairstyles appear to have varied up a little bit. So there are more like traditionally like black hairstyles in the game this time. Um, again, I haven't played the game. I don't know like what all is available in terms of customization options or how it's carried out. But, but it's at least better. Like they're improving by increments. And yeah. I both want I both want to point out that Nintendo is still just really bad across the board about yeah. this, and they have a long way to go. But I do also want to say I am glad that they are making the steps one by one. Um, it's great. Reb, if I could uh, ask you to do me a favor and just scroll a little bit up in the chat and click on the link that you uh, see for the image. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah. This is, this is fantastic just, okay. podcasting, folks. Thank, thank you <laughs> for that, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Reb's like, oh my God, I, don't, I can't deal with this right now. Nah. <laughs> What's next? So, um, do we, oh, one, we actually, one more, th oh, well. hold on, one thing I wanted to say about Animal Crossing real quick, if you don't mind, Derek, is that, um, as far as the visuals go, I love the little details that, that they've added, like, I don't know if anybody can notice, but you could see the rain falling off of the leaves, like, streaming off the leaves of the trees and, and dripping off, and it's just little details like that, that, you know, yeah, it's Animal Crossing, it's not supposed to be, like, you know, the Order, the order 1886, but it's, it's little details like that that really Why kind of feel pick the order 1886 of all forgotten because it's games. visually beautiful derek it's a beautiful it's the game. fifth anniversary of that game today yeah like come on it fits oh. man gee yeah yeah derek jesus i didn't know i, I actually didn't know that um, i, I but, still uh, have my sir galahad statue from the collector's edition that i use as a bookend and the, uh, that's all that's all sir galahad is good is, is good for it's, uh, a, it's and, a cool looking statue i like the character design for him but uh, I also want to give a shout out to the music in uh, in Animal Crossing: uh, New Horizons. It's it's really calming and peaceful and very well done. Like and it was it was great. The uh, the composer for Animal Crossing also did a bunch of the tunes from Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, 
which is kind of hilarious to I me. I didn't know that. Yeah, not all of them. Um, there was a there's a team that worked on that. Um, you know Terrytown, the little town you can build towards the end of the game. Oh yeah. Listen to that. That's Animal Crossing composer. And Interesting. Totally, you can absolutely hear it. That is exactly Animal Crossing music right it's, there. No, I'm gonna have to go back and fire it up because I've I've built up Terrytown completely. So I'll have to go back and, and fire that up and listen to that. That's it's, really it's very Animal Crossing ass stuff. It's great. Interesting. I would never have picked that out. Thank you, Reb. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reb, thank you for that great Animal Crossing rundown. That was that was okay. awesome. Um. What do we got next? We got uh, coronavirus stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just all, it's all coronavirus stuff. It's all downhill from here. Uh, uh, Derek or Justin, either one of you, do you guys want to, one of you guys want to lead that conversation or? Justin, if Derek, you want to start. You want to? I, I, I think I got, I think I can handle it. If you want to start, I'm removing this tie, so. Okay, so uh, in the uh, past few days, we have gotten confirmation that um several major events have been impacted by the coronavirus um, a couple weeks ago the mobile world conference was completely canceled um due to concerns regarding uh the virus uh just yesterday uh sony announced that they were no longer going to be attending pax uh just a week after they announced that they were going to be attending pax and their lineup and then uh, today, Square Enix canceled a fan event for Final Fantasy VII Remake in Japan. Um, the developer of Monster Hunter that were going to be at a Boston, like, PAX-adjacent Monster Hunter fan celebration event are no longer going to be attending. Um, so they're canceling the developer panels. The event is still going on, but the developers will not be in attendance. And, uh... Uh, Sony and Facebook have pulled out of the Game Developers Conference in March. Um, And I doubt these will be the last, especially for GDC. I think we'll probably hear um, more companies uh, making this decision specifically um, because of concerns with the coronavirus, especially if they have a lot of um, employees that are traveling throughout um, to to make some of these conferences. Do y'all want to hear my theory that I I swear is not based on any kind of insider knowledge? It's just what I think. Please. I think Um, it's likely to not be insane coming from you. Oh, it's not insane. I I think it's probably right. But I I just want to clarify it's not based on me knowing anything at all. Um, I think Nintendo's probably going to drop out of East. Um, So Nintendo's been at East, like... Nintendo goes to East and West. They usually have a, a pretty big booth. The lines are usually pretty long. They, um, they usually have some kind of like Nindies like showcase or like a, a closed doors thing for like press or whatever, like pretty much every time. Um, so I looked at, I didn't look that far back, but in 2019, so Nintendo does historically announce its stuff for East and West kind of late, like usually not until about two weeks, maybe a week and a half before the show. Um, they still haven't announced it yet for East, and we are now less than a week from the show. Microsoft, I don't think Microsoft has announced anything specific either. Microsoft, I haven't looked at their history of doing stuff at East, though. I know they don't usually have a huge presence at West. Last, Well, last year they had uh, a Game Pass booth, um, and I remember they announced the games ahead of time. Uh, and then they had a mixer booth. Um, they do have booths registered on the floor, but they have not outlined what games are going to be there. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, according to chat, Microsoft was never going to East this year. So that's my yeah. mistake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Microsoft's yeah, so, so, presence so Nintendo... had nothing to do with coronavirus, though. Yeah. Um, right. No. And also, Microsoft's a, a U.S.-based company. So, like, they... I I would suspect that they would, like, I'm pretty... Would go, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, that one I think is a little less weird. 
But like Nintendo hasn't announced anything for East yet. Um, and I just, I've seen a couple people just tweet who like maybe have some kind of insider knowledge that they know that another major publisher is dropping out of East. The only fucking major publisher left is Nintendo, guys. Yeah. yeah. So that would I'm be, pretty that sure would be... Nintendo's not going to East. And that's like, that's a giant bummer. Like, I mean, I, yeah, the, me too. the disclosure is that like I, you know, work for a company that's also owned by the same people who yeah. own PAX. So there's like a part of me that's like, this is not this is not an E3 situation where people are dropping out because the show's dying. This is a situation where there's like a disease yeah. and people are dropping out. And it's just like, it's deeply unfortunate because now we've got in a row, we've got people dropping out of PAX. We got people dropping out of GDC. And then we've got people dropping out of E3 for unrelated reasons, but that's just three major gaming events in a row where there's just a bunch of people gone. And, it, and, 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 like and, all and it's this, a console year. It's a console yeah, year. Yeah, it's a console God. year. Sony has dropped out of every single one of those events. Yeah. And, like, we've gotten that news in just, like, the past two weeks. So, like, some people are kind of going crazy with conspiracy theories yeah. and yeah. stuff no, like that. Guys, um, it's just a disease. It's just, it's just a decision made... Like, I understand that it's a bit of an overreaction um, in some people's eyes, but I also, you know, I, I'm i not going to get upset, especially in this in this industry, for a company making a decision for the well-being yeah. of its employees. Yeah. Well, well, like, uh, Derek, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Derek, I was going to say, so it, it makes more sense with Sony when you consider that, that they did have um, apparently devs and executives who are going to be flying from, you know, Japan... And you're at greater risk flying through multiple airports from anywhere in Asia than you are yeah. traveling within the United States. Um, yeah. That still makes it really upsetting that, like, you know, Naughty Dog couldn't be there, but they probably couldn't be there without Sony. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and and Sony does not have, to my understanding, um, quite as much of a U.S. foothold for their PlayStation division. I guess yeah. like, I they're mean, also shipping out a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Like they got to ship out all the yeah. booth shit. They've yeah. got to hire people to like bring it over and set it up correctly. What's and, weird yeah. is none of that is true for Nintendo. Nintendo people like me back when I worked for Nintendo are the people who staff those events and their displays and their um, demo stuff are mostly manufactured and 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 comes from within California, from out of Redwood City for the most part. Um, so I actually, if Nintendo's not present at PAX, um, I have a hard time believing that coronavirus is the cause of that. And I, I wouldn't want to, if they say it, I will believe it. But um, I, I, I don't think that we should make that assumption about Nintendo. Uh, it mm -hmm. may just be that they... Are just don't, running really late, or yeah. or don't you know have other reasons? Maybe they just don't want to spend the money on stuff like packs. I don't know, like, but it uh, it makes significantly less sense for Nintendo because everybody at an event like PAX East would be somebody from Nintendo of America who'd be flying within the United States, and even their supplies would be coming pretty much out of California. The people would be yeah. coming and out of. Um, Oregon, you know. And keep in mind again, that's not like confirmed or anything. Or they like like tomorrow we could all wake up to like a thing from Nintendo. Like we're gonna be at PAX East. Get your Mario pass and get in line yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like like that very well could happen tomorrow. I have no idea. I just I I think I'm more keenly aware of it because I've got a big fat PAX East schedule on a spreadsheet in the in the other monitor, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, there's no room for Nintendo on that now because they never got back to me, and I still don't know if they're gonna be there or not. No. Dang it. I really want to play Animal Crossing a month early. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, 
I, there's been a lot of heartburn on you know social media uh and you know on the forums Heartburn's and stuff a about good way to put it yeah, yeah i'm trying to be i'm trying to be gentle yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of heartburn about uh about the fact that sony is pulling out um and on do i think that anybody at pax east is really in danger of getting coronavirus no i don't no. um absolutely not Am I going to fault a company for for enacting protocols that ensure the safety of their employees, especially in a day and age when uh, when studio crunch is very real uh, and a lot of developers are already not taking care of their employees the way they need to be? No, I'm not going to fault them at all for that. Um, you know, and my my attitude towards the whole thing is. Sony's going to be fine. PlayStation's going to be fine. Video games are going to be fine. It's just a convention. Um, video games are going to be fine. Video games are not dying. Video games are okay. We have not canceled video games for the coronavirus. Everybody, okay. like, like you, you wouldn't believe the shit I've seen on Twitter. You wouldn't believe it. There, well, there, was, like there has China, been a game delay because of it. In China, That's and I'm, I'm remembering this off the top of my head, but I believe Wii Game, um, which is like the... The, the incredibly crass way to put it is it's basically Steam in China. It, it isn't Steam in China, but it's basically as big there. Uh, it's their, it's their game, gaming storefront. Wii Game is like giving out like free demos of stuff right now because everybody's stuck inside because of the coronavirus. And they're like, here, play some video games. Well, apparently, um, uh, uh, Ring Fit. Like the cost is skyrocketing and demand mm -hmm. is being shifted to China because people are stuck in their houses yeah so they're ordering uh ring fit so that they can do exercises but um i think one one concern i've seen from people that i think is completely valid is people that might have bought um passes for packs mm -hmm. especially after last right. week especially it's only been a week since you know announced that like yeah. sony announced their huge lineup they had like 50 something like 30 to that 50 was games. a fuck up that and was a big it fuck was up, yes dude. Yes, um, and th this is this is kind of like, um, again, I think it's just pure coincidence, but it's also the second time that they've told us we've been able to play The Last of Us Part Two in February, and then uh, shortly after said we can't. Um, so I would not like, be surprised, Justin, for them to drop a demo on PSN. I don't think they will. You keep saying that. I... I don't think they will just for like the sheer amount of data mining people might do. Because remember yeah. that leaked one for FF Seven, which still hasn't been officially released, has already been a data ton of information that yeah. came out for data data mining. Naughty Dog is not going to risk that with Last of Us. Um, I do wonder if they'll drop a Final Fantasy Seven demo though. Finally, since it's not going to be announced um, anymore. But yeah, um... it was. But their lineup, they announced, you know, Last of Us Part Two, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Doom Eternal, um, Iron Man VR, and then, like, a whole bunch of other stuff that was going to be at their stuff, at, at their booth. And then, like, I can't imagine, like, I can imagine people buying passes for packs after that stuff was announced and they're not able to get refunds. Yeah. That is a situation where I think people absolutely, you know, can be upset about. Like, obviously, you know, not for the reasons, but, like, you know, if somebody bought like a four day pass, that's two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, to get to get into the show floor, and then a major presence pulls out right after talking about it. plus um, travel yeah, so costs. That one, and I don't. That's a weird one because I don't. 
I'm not in on the. I'm not in with the conspiracy people. I definitely think this was a decision made to like prevent the spread of a disease. That's oh, hurting absolutely, people. yeah. For but sure. I also like. I I don't know what the conspiracy theory is here, but I I just can't wrap my mind around why you would announce that you're at a show like five days before you announce that you're not going to be at a show. Honestly, I like. And what I, I, I think it is is PlayStation probably intended to be there. Somebody from big high up on sony is like we are not sending employees to any events i think I, that's, but they had to have known they had right to have that had I, I agree with in their in this this was definitely being discussed at that point there was no way it wasn't yeah. like i, I somebody I, somebody really needed to stand up and go whoa pump the brakes we don't know if we're going to be yeah. there or not let's like just hold off another couple days it's better than like yeah, burning no, everybody i i, I, try I absolutely agree it was a terrible it was a bad pr move and bad for optics um, yeah. obviously the reasoning is sound and clearly not related to other things that people I think are trying to, you yeah. know, link it to. It's just, and, you know, especially when it's just Sony's announcements have continually been, we're not going to be at this thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. like piling up and I think people are getting frustrated. Like, I do understand that end of it, but it's just bad coincidence in this front. Yeah, I, I try... also just want to throw out there, like, PAX East... I've never been to a PAX East before. I've been to two PAX Wests. Um, I know PAX West is considered PAX Prime. It's the big one. I feel like East is real quiet compared to West. And I don't know if that's just a this year thing or a an all the time thing. thing. Like I'm it's looking, at the, I'm looking at the website it's right now. It's a this year thing. The four, year, the four day pass and the Thursday passes are still available. And the Friday and Sunday are low. Only Saturday is sold out. It's one Usually year, they weird. are extremely sold out by now. And there's just like, I'm making, I'm trying to make appointments and I do have like quite a few like good appointments, but they're mostly like very small games, which I, I personally do not have a problem with, but it is weird to me that there's just nothing major going on there this yeah. year. I, so I and think... I don't know if that's like a combination of the console cycle. I do think it being so fucking early in the year is a huge part of it. Right. Like it's yeah. two weeks before GDC. The temperature is like 30 degrees oh, below zero. Like, God, yeah, yeah, it's no. last year it was like 60 for some reason, but it was in March. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, combination of it's a it's a shitty time of year to be in Boston. Microsoft never announced that they were gonna be there. Um, Sony hadn't until just recently and has now canceled. Nintendo has yet to announce that they're gonna be there. So that's your big three um, that that have remained up in the air. Um, and and like, I think that that actually the big AAA developers are the most boring reason to go to something like PAX. Because um, for me, it's all about the indies. It's all about the smaller games and smaller companies. Um, and, and I find that so much more interesting than playing a big game a month before it's out. Um, but that's a big crowd draw, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, yeah. how many people uh, want to go to these just to get a chance to play FF7 a month early, you know, for but 30 minutes? That I mean, here, here's my question, though, year. like... Is Sony not going to be there or is Square Enix not like I know Sony's not going to be there, but is Square Enix not going to be there, too? Because last year, uh, if I remember correctly, at PAX West, uh, the Final Fantasy VII demo we played, that was a Square Enix deal. That wasn't it a... was listed as being at the PlayStation booth. Was uh, it for okay. PAX East? So is Square Enix not going to be there? Like, or are they going to have their own? Currently, Square Enix is still slated to be there. That's but given be they just they just canceled uh, an FF7 fan event in Japan today. So who knows, you know, what they're doing and yeah. like, like, and Capcom has already, you know, cut down on the size of, you know, one of their events. 
that was going to be in the in the Boston area around PAX for Monster Hunt. So, I mean, I we could... see a thing right now about Final Fantasy fourteen at PAX East this okay, year. Okay, so that means Square Enix. It's gonna be interesting to see Square that was there from back in January with no Final Fantasy seven uh, because of maybe Sony being in charge of marketing and like marketing yeah. events and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's also worth pointing out that like. Y'all, this is PAX East before, like immediately before the new consoles get fully shown off and revealed. At PAX West, almost certainly the new consoles will be available for people to to play. Um, You know, like this is a very anticlimactic, very specific PAX Prime. You know, next year will be very different. Last year was very different. Let me ask you all this then. Since Sony's not going to be there, what do you replace that with? Like, what what takes up that floor space? Is there just going to be a big ass ball empty ball pit? <laughs> Wait, ball that's pit? where we're going to run ball our pit. fight club, John. That's where the PAX Fight Club is going to be. Uh, okay, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Justin and Bronson are going to fight for the people, death. The we just need to fill it with dogs. Yeah, I'm about, about fill that. it with good boys and girls. Like you know, fill it with the very goodest dogs you can find and a ball and, pit. Yeah, and a ball, and pit. A ball pit. Let the dogs, let the good dogs go into the ball pit. Let the dogs jump into the ball pit, and uh, and you can you jump in there want with them. them. To go into it, the ball pit, it's fun, probably not. Um, there so, actually was um, a booth. I have an that... email in my inbox that I literally just got zero minutes ago that confirms Square Enix is still at PAX. Okay. Okay. There we go. Cool. Um, there actually was at PAX last year. There, there was a. Uh, I did see one place that had a ball pit and booth babes. In the ball pit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it was weird. It was Wasn't it was it... not a major developer, right? It was it was it was was it... no, it never was is. it for EDF. I think it was something? Earth Defense Force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy like I I get guys I get the weirdest shit when I'm on the media list. So far, this PAX East has been pretty tame. I think the the weirdest thing I've gotten so far is an invite to play like like games for a smaller uh, indie publisher. Um, while in a relaxing environment being massaged by a professional masseuse. Um, and I I just can't think of anything, like, and I write for a business site, so it, this would be less of a big deal for me. I don't really play games at shows too much. But I, I, think, I can't think of anything less relaxing than having to go and play <laughs> a game to write a preview for <laughs> at an event while being massaged. Like, like trying to take a take night notes and stuff like it's just deeply unrelaxing like trying to be like okay fuck let me remember this about the gameplay oh yeah my shoulder oh yeah (laughs) like i just can't i can't like i got i'm there to work like i fucking can't um that doesn't make any sense to me um i I mean i appreciate what they're trying to do there but but no getting that good deep tissue massage while you're playing uh animal crossing like it's always it's always interesting like when they like like the things that people try to do to get you to come to their boobs. And I, I, I respect it. I respect the hustle. But, like, really what I want is I want you to have a demo that I can just come in, play, and leave. So I don't have to, like, I mean, I'm, I'm there working. I don't want to, like, stand in line for two hours to play your game. If I have to do that, that's, like, ten appointments I could have done. Um, and then I want when I leave, I want you to hand me a flash drive that has screenshots and if, depending on what side I'm writing for some video assets as well so I can fucking use them and maybe like a press release giving me like or like a fact sheet about your game like that's what I want from you if that's the swag you give me on a flash drive with like the info about your game ah oh, bless you Thank so you. 
there is a question I think we need to address when it comes to, uh, you know, the coronavirus and the game. Well, COVID-19, which I mean, coronavirus is a type of virus. COVID-19 is the name given to the specific type of coronavirus. The novel coronavirus. The novel. It's a very novel coronavirus. This strain right here um, that's going around that people are all xenophobic about. Right, right. It's, Uh, yeah. People are real racist about this. They are super xenophobic and racist about it, uh, which is fucking bullshit. Um, There is a chance that this could cause a delay in console production uh, for, you know, not just the Switch, but the PS5, the Xbox Series One X, or Series X, whatever. Um, and there is a very real possibility. Nvidia has got a new series due out this exactly. year. Exactly. Right. No, that's a good. That's a great point. And there is a very real chance that the next generation of consoles could be delayed into next year. I don't know about delayed. I, I think it's more likely that we end up with a much more limited launch low stock capacity. Low, I mean, low stock, higher price. Launch. Yeah, but I think that's. One, I think that's worse though. I mean, like, but that's what we're used to. People don't remember PS4 and Xbox One were very much the exception to the rule with big console launches. Um, you know, I remember um, PS4 and Xbox One, like, remember when the Wii hit, which we should never, ever, ever try to replicate that shit again, but like <laughs> a big store would get four of them, right? Uh-huh, on yeah. For launch day. And then... Um, you know, you were seeing 40 to 50 um, PlayStation 4s and 40 to 50 Xbox Ones. But in the every Wii major U tanked. Well, the, no, the Wii. The Wii. Oh, the Wii, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares Wii about the Wii U. But that's what I'm saying. And I then they the restocked very quickly. Like, we got kind of spoiled by this last launch. We should be prepared for supply shortages, even not counting coronavirus potentially impacting manufacturing. Busted. Justin, go ahead. So, uh, on that note, I remember I was working at Best Buy in 2016 when the NES Classic came out. Oh, God. And nobody nobody at the stores, not Nintendo, nobody anticipated the demand that that thing was going to have. I I remember going in... going into work that morning, and there was this huge crowd outside the store. We were just like, what the hell is this even for? And they're like... Oh, it's for the NES Classic. We got twelve of them. We had sixty oh. plus people waiting out, and then we didn't. <laughs> we were scheduled to get one um, more shipment of like four of them in like through the three weeks leading up to the holidays. Like, we might see situations like that. Um, thankfully, I think we're still a few months out from that being, you know, a huge issue um and things are starting to look up um from uh, based off of my recent you know what i've seen today obviously yeah, it a lot seems of like factors. the spread of the virus is starting to slow down a great deal in china yeah. yeah obviously obviously there's a lot of factors but i think um you know from what i hear typically like june is around when you know a, a console would start manufacture for like so, um, I mean, but again, they have to make up for lost time and stuff. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I, it's a non-zero chance. I'm not going to start freaking out about 
like that yet. I mean, nobody should freak out about yeah. it. I mean, I mean, I mean, consoles are going to come when they come, and and the industry. Like, I saw some takes, and I'll, I want to kick it over to Reb after this, but I saw some takes today uh online that like you know oh you know coronavirus is going to destroy the electronics industry i'm like yeah shut the fuck up no it's not um because nobody's going to care about any of this stuff by the time it's gone and i'm like you're an idiot you're all stupid um nobody literally people are dying and you're worried about you're fucking a big consoles. dummy like, head sh shut up um you Reb, smell i i do no, I'm continue. <laughs> okay, uh, I I know. Jo wait, John, I, did my... you really think that Derek could smell you through no, the internet? No, it's a joke, <laughs> Justin. Jeez, uh, Reb, as somebody who is actually a journalist employed uh, in the industry, do you think it would be better for? Do you think it would be, it would be better for PlayStation and Microsoft to delay their consoles into like? early next year in the case of a massive supply shortage with a bunch of factories closing in China? Or do you think that a, a just a very limited launch is the best thing they could do? Like, what, what, what do you think is the most likely scenario? I honestly don't know. Like, I think... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know where these people have their manufacturing factories. I don't know what their timelines are for these. I have no idea how long the, the virus is going to take. I think, mean, like, if they got to... Honestly, if one of them ends up having to delay it, they're both going to have to delay it. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not like one of them is going to delay it and the other one's going to like have some sort of secret strategy yeah. where nobody capitalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's they're, not gonna they're built in the same factory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, like, everything's I built by Foxconn, so. Like, I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I, it's it's like a small concern at this point, but I I don't think we're there yet. Like, it's. Like Justin said, it sounds like things are kind of slowing down. It's also really hard for me to sort of mentally gauge, right? Because I live in the middle of, like, fucking the United States. I live in Kansas City. We have had zero coronavirus here. I don't really have... I just don't have the perspective as to how people feel about this and how worried they are. Like, I... I didn't realize it was as big a deal as it was until I started having to write articles about, you know, events getting shut down and Sony pulling out of GDC or whatever because of this. And that was sort of like an, oh, this is like a serious disease that people are dying from. Okay. Um, I mean, not like in large numbers or not like in huge numbers or anything, but there are people like, especially those like susceptible to things similar to the flu who are, you know, dying of this. Right. Um, so it is serious. It's something that people should take seriously. Um, I, I genuinely don't know. I have no experience with like what this kind of thing is. So I, I trust that they will make the more conservative decision to protect, um, their people because even though we have in the past seen the industry be very shitty to its people, um, it does seem at, at least the, at least the industry over in Asia appears to take things like disease fairly seriously, I think, um. And so I think we can kind of trust them to take that, like, to, to be on the more conservative side with that. But I, I don't think we're at the point yet where we got to worry about consoles getting delayed. I, I would agree with that. Derek, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also worth remembering for anybody who's outside of it all that, like, coronavirus is an Asian-centric problem. Um, and if you're in the United States and you're freaking out about coronavirus, you're greatly overreacting and you can calm down. Um, yeah. you know, that's Sony's not skipping because they're worried about catching coronavirus coming from California to Boston. They're worried about their Asian employees who have to travel through airports in Asia. Um, you know, we go, we've gone through one of these scares 
every other year or so. I mean, go back SARS, to... SARS, MERS. Right. Yeah. Um, West Nile, swine flu, bird flu. H1N1. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, got swine. I actually got yeah. it. I, yeah, I mean, same. I got swine flu, like, and it sucked ass, but, like... Um, but, yeah, like, the... Um, we we go through these so constantly and and y'all have to remember as you're seeing headline after headline after headline about this that it is a big deal in the countries where the outbreak occurs and the immediately bordering countries but this is not resident evil it is not plague inc like you can still order chinese food yes it's it's fine, fine. Yeah. and 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 just because the, a virus originates in china or, um, you know, somewhere in Africa doesn't mean that it doesn't play by the rules and it's coming to melt your face off. It's like a rogue it's, virus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, be careful. Wash, wash your hands. hands. You know, bathe daily. Like, Sneezing practice good hygiene. Right. Like, That's... treat it like flu season, y'all. I mean, it's not that hard. Um, you know, but if you're in the United States, you really do not need to be concerned about I'm going to Boston one of the cases one of the cases of coronavirus in the United States of which is only like a single digit number at this point still right um yeah uh one of the cases is in Boston I have no concerns about catching coronavirus <laughs> while I'm in Boston because it's not patient zero of the outbreak that wipes out the United States like that's not yeah how it I have works. normal concerns about getting pax pox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm more worried about the convention crud than, you know. Wash you're going to you're going to you're you're going to get the convention crud. Yeah. yeah. Just, Justin real quick, real quick, just I know you get your hand up real quick. I just want to say that Oh, oh sorry. Oh sorry. I thought you wanted me to go then you were, Oh no, just real quick. Um I saw somebody on Twitter today say coronavirus is a rogue virus and I'm like every virus is a rogue fucking <laughs> virus. Like as opposed to what? The very orderly flu? <laughs> the, like the, shut the nice ones that do exactly what they're What are you ta- Yeah, like what are you talking about? It's fucking rogue virus. Uh it's a Justin, virus go ahead. that doesn't play by the rules. I, I just want to <laughs> say that I actually uh just a shout out to like World Health Organization and all the medical workers that are dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff. Um, because I, I've been, I've been reading up on their efforts and like the speed and professionalism that they're working with is hugely impressive and makes me feel a lot better about this sort of thing in the future. Um, and you know, as you know, as disappointed as, as I am, you know, about, especially like Sony pulling out of packs and stuff, you know, these are the type of measures that, you know, people following are why it's not spreading (laughs) all that much. So, um... I just I just wanted to say I am impressed with how people are dealing with it and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna pass by and you know, hopefully people should be fine. Oh, sorry. My mic was off. Um, we had a, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to pass. Like we, that, you know, as Derek said, we've done this over and over and over. We have systems in place for this. It's not the dark ages anymore. It's not the, it's not 1918 with the Spanish flu anymore. We have, uh, you know, we have much more effective methods of containing, uh, you know, different kinds of pathogens. Um, it again, something you should, of course, you know, people in the countries that are heavily affected should take seriously, but it is going to burn out. And like, this is, it, by the end of the year, nobody's going to be talking about, about COVID-19 anymore. Nobody. Probably by the summer. There, it's, it's already slowing down in China, which is the epicenter of the... Of the it's not even a global pandemic yet. Um, it's, it's going to be brought under control. I have no concerns about it. Um, and if the CDC and the World Health Organization have no concerns about it, then really, you shouldn't either. Um, 
I wanted to, uh, so we've got another 10 minutes. We've got a lot of PAX uh, stuff to plug. Yeah. Um, especially Reb. Uh, so oh, Reb. Yeah, you were jumped to this. No, say, say your stuff first because I don't have my stuff pulled up. I need to pull okay. this. Okay. <laughs> so we got a lot happening at PAX next week. First and foremost, we have, you know, Derek, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go ahead, Derek. Yeah. Um, so we have our first ever panel. At PAX, it's going to be on Thursday, 6 p.m. at the Condor Theater. We have basically no competition during that time slot, so if you're in Boston and going to PAX, you should definitely come. We are going to um, several of us. It'll be John and Finn, actually from SDGC, um, and then a bunch of friends of the show will be uh, arguing over the best Final Fantasy spinoffs. Uh, and we've done a lot of backroom math to find out which eight games we're gonna make the cut for this, um, but we'll uh, you know we'll still show everything that was like nominated and 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 um, it's just, it's gonna be a good time. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that that panel gets recorded in a very high quality format so that high I can quality. put that up on YouTube. Like I said, I got this camera, the one I'm using right now. Yeah, um, I have a good audio recorder that I should be able to get the AV guy for the panel to to run into so I can get a clean recording of y'all's voices. Um, I would love to have our first ever, excuse me, um, our first ever panel up on YouTube in really good quality. Um, that's my goal. I mean, I, I can't stress enough what a big deal this is for this podcast. Um, we've been doing this for... Uh, in September will be August, September will be five years. And this is our very first PAX panel. We are, we are, uh, big enough and po and, and popular enough to where we can qualify to get our own panel. Um, we are super excited about finally getting to meet some of you all in person. I know that we have, uh, we have several, uh, viewers and listeners who will be at PAX. We are doing a, a our first ever, uh, super deluxe games cast community meetup right after the panel yeah. we're gonna go somewhere Derek, what's the plan we're gonna go I don't somewhere know. we don't and... have a plan it's officially unofficial like, the point is most of us will even be at the same packs but never actually like bump into each other and our thing is like hey here's the deal after our panel we don't have any plans we're gonna meet up with people outside you know the where the condor theater is and meet up with everybody who wants to come to this meetup and we'll you know, we'll figure it out from there. You know, if we just hang around in a big, annoying blob that takes up a bunch of floor space, like it would be good to actually get to meet a bunch of these, a bunch of this community that, um, you know, came together under this show. And, and a lot of us have known each other even outside and before um, Super Lux Games Cast. So, um, you know, let's let's do it. Um, and if you see any, I, well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to speak for Justin or Derek, but if you see me walking around in my yellow Gungeon beanie, come give me a fucking hug. Hug me. Just fucking, uh, Derek, yeah. hug Derek. Please, please come, come, come and say hug hi. Hug me, snap my spine like a fucking twig, y'all. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if life. you see us, if you see us walking around and you listen to the show, you watch the show and you recognize us, you know us, please come up and say hi. Please come up and give us hugs. Uh, you're, you're not viewers, you're our friends and we want to talk to you. We want to meet you. Um, Justin, go ahead, and I want to kick it over to Reb. So, also, um, if you are going to be at PAX and um, check checking stuff out, um, all of us are going to be that are there. Uh, Reb, well, not Reb. Reb's because the Reb's the kind of there as gi.biz. 
all of us that are there specifically uh, for SDGC are going to be um, working at the Hope booth um, yeah. for Take This. So um, come by and say hi to us there. Uh, we'll talk to you about uh, the great organization that is Take This. Um, it's something that's near and dear to a lot of us, um, and we love being able to help them out. And we also want to, you know, say a big thank you to, um, you know, our viewers, um, people that subscribe to us on Twitch, people that donate to our Patreon, people that retweet, um, you know, when we're going live, people that join us on the Discord. Um, you guys helped us, you know, be able to get a panel. And um, I know speaking personally, um, I'm in, you know, pretty big financial crunch and I would not have been able to go to PAX if it wasn't for the support that we get from all of you. Um, and that's not just monetary support. It's just, you know, telling people about us, uh, reviewing um, on Apple Music, stuff like that. Um, it all goes a long way and it, it does. means the world to us. Please, so if you, you listen so to much. Right. And Justin makes a great point. If you listen to us on, on, uh, on podcast services, please leave us a review. Please review us. Please retweet us. If you uh, if you see us tweeting about a podcast, please please you know I hate to say it, but smash that like button. Uh, go no, ahead. No, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> smash that like button. But retweet us. Help us spread the word about SDGC. Uh, we're trying to get even bigger this year. Uh, we're trying to reach a broader audience, and uh, we would just really appreciate your help. Uh, Reb, what do you have going on at PAX? Yeah. So like they said, I'm there for GamesIndustry.biz. That's the site that I write for. For some reason you don't know. Um, like these guys, I am extremely happy to say hi to you um, if you are there. Un not not to be mean about it, but unlike these guys, I am probably working 24-7 the, of the time that you see me there. If I am walking very fast, if I look very serious or grouchy, if I don't recognize you right away, I have like no facial memory whatsoever, um, even if I've seen you at previous shows. If I don't seem immediately enthused to see you, do not take it personally. I'm probably thinking about where the fuck I need to be next. Please do say hi, though, and just, like, remind me of who you are. I am so excited to see you all. Like, it, don't don't worry about it. Just come say hi. I'm very happy that you are there and to talk to you. I just, I might be running between appointments. Please don't take it personally. Um, if you want to talk to me for longer than six seconds, um, I do have three panels that I will probably be around before and after. And then I'm also, so on, on Thursday night, they've got their panel. I can't be at their panel because I do have an appointment that evening, but I'm going to come to the meetup afterwards when that thing is done. I might be a little bit late, but if you hang around with them for long enough, I will eventually show up and just goof around. Um, however, if before their panel on Thursday, you are bored and want something interesting to do, um, at 4 PM in the Bumblebee theater, I'm on a panel called let's review a conversation about video game reviews. Uh, it's being hosted by Mike Williams. He's the reviews editor at US Gamer. Um, it's going to be me, um, Zalabier Nelson Jr., who's the narrative director at Strange Scaffold, um, James Davenport from PC Gamer, and Stephanie Tinsley from Tinsley PR. We're going to talk about video game reviews, um, how how scores get handed down, how you know reviews differ across audiences, why they matter, who they matter to, if they matter at all. We're just going to talk about video game reviews if that's something you're interested in. 4 p.m. Thursday, Bumblebee Theater will be there. It'll be great. Um, on Friday, if you come out to the Arachnid Theater at 4.30 p.m., um, I'm going to be part of Irrational Passions, uh, the best and most annoying RPG tropes. It's going to be me, Scott White, Alex O'Neill, uh, John actually is on this. Um, and then Trevor Starkey and Kelsey Hansen, we're all going to talk about RPG tropes, the best, the worst, the ones in between, um, the ones that we like, the ones that we hate. We're just going to talk about RPGs for like an hour. It's going to be great. Um, that's 4.30 on Friday in the Arachnid Theater. And then the last one um, is my panel. 
um, at 9 p.m. on Friday in the Condor Theater. It's the same one there, panels, and on Thursday. Uh, video game Shark Tank, Pitch Your Dream Game. Eric Van Allen from US Gamer and I, uh, we have got together uh, Shane Beerwith from Modus, uh, Lindsay Rostel. Uh, if you've seen the game, the Red Lantern game from Timberline Studio that's coming out on the Nintendo Switch with the wolves, or not the wolves, the, the uh, sled dogs, uh, that's her. Uh, Jeff Legaspi from Annapurna, and then Randy Pitchford um, are all going to be there. Uh, if you have ever had a stupid idea for a video game and just want to see what people who listen to video game pitches all day think of it, please show up to that panel, get in line, and pitch your dumb game idea. <laughs> um, it's just for fun. No one's getting a game funded or anything, but if you just kind of want to hear what they think of your dumb game idea, please show up and tell it to them. It should be a lot of very good laughs and a lot of very good fun. So uh, that's 9, 9 o'clock on Friday night um, in the Condor Theater. Uh, those are my three panels. Other than that, I will just be running around between appointments, um, and I'll be at the STGC meetup. And yeah, I hope I hope I get to see some of you guys. Please, 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 don't be afraid of just like coming up and saying hi to me, even if I look like I'm about to just run people over. <laughs> I just saw something. I'm no, no, I know. Uh, um, anyway, jokes. <laughs> yeah, there's jokes. There's jokes they're happening right in the there. chat right now. Oh, Eric's here. Yeah, no, Eric, no, yeah, Eric's yeah, actually Eric. in the chat. Eric, our panel! Yeah, Eric is actually in the chat. Um, Eric's a good dude. Um, does anybody have anything else they want? Oh, oh, hey, our Patreon. Can can somebody throw a link to the Patreon in the chat? Uh, do we, do we, can somebody I pull cannot. that up real quick? You cannot. Okay. Uh, Justin, can you do that? I, I, can, I can. Literally. I don't have anything to do any, with the Patreon. Yeah, Reb, Reb is not allowed. Nothing to do. I can't touch it. Two Reb of us gets it. nothing. For I'm different reasons, cannot. It's got to be one of you two. Justin, um, Justin's got it. But we're going to drop a link. But we're going to drop a link to our Patreon. There we go. Let's like storm again. Oh, storm. Look at this fucking storm again. Yes. Support all, you can all over Justin. You're slacking. You can slack. My computer cannot run Discord Guys. and the Twitch chat and stuff at the same time. Uh -huh. Let let business Derek out for a second. Business Derek. You guys can subscribe to us here on Twitch. You are also able to uh, donate through Streamlabs or set up recurring donations through Patreon. We appreciate all of it. Um, that goes towards our new equipment. That goes towards allowing us to go. Two events like PAX, um, because you have to remember, we are paying for travel, um, lodgings. We have to eat while we're there. Uh, you know, we can't exactly cook. We have to um, get Ubers and shit while we're there, and that stuff adds up. It's very expensive for us to go right. to an event like PAX, so you all really help out with stuff like that. You also help us with our equipment. Um, you all may have heard Zach on the last couple of pre-recorded contents and podcasts he's been on. Sounds incredible now. He's been upgraded to a much nicer audio system. I have a much nicer camera that I can actually use for um, like our interviews and our video content. Um, like that, that's where this stuff helps. So um, this, this still costs us money. Uh, we are still in the hole, but you can help us be less in the hole um, because that's what makes what we're here for the passion of it. We're here. We're not here for money, uh, but you all the can passion, make it, the fire. Yes, but you all can make it easier for us to do these things. And we are greatly appreciative of whatever the fuck just happened outside my door. Um, <laughs> we are greatly appreciative of all of your support, even if. The, Is that a dog? Is that dog? what I'm hearing? What is what is happening for anybody okay, who's so I'll, listening I'll, on a I'll podcast service? I'll finish up for Derek. Um, it, it really does mean the world to us that we we can Shit. cover these events. A lot of us have not even met 
in person before. Uh, next week will be the first time I meet Reb <laughs> uh, in person. We've never been in the same in the same space together. Uh, I've I've only met um, the only other time I've met anybody from from the show has been been at PAX last year, and I met John once before that. That's it. Um, so, like, on top of, you know, us being able to go and do coverage for you guys, it's also, like, a rare time where we get together um, and collaborate on stuff and talk about games and do community stuff like the meetup and the panel and stuff. So it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for us, and it means the world. It, it means okay? it a little. Yeah, Derek, what is happening Jesus over there? Christ, are you all right? <laughs> What just is Derek, what is good? What? The... Just tell us. She's flinging shit under my door. Under the crack in oh. my door. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Is she flinging like the things or literal or the shit? The lady. Okay. Um, and it's things like the empty packaging for an Apple pencil. A folder. Uh, um, oh, I thought the dog book. was throwing no. shit. Yeah, the, yeah. Door. I was like, your dog is talented. No, my lady wow. friend. My dog is not talented. My lady friend is just a shit. Mm-hmm. Well, at any rate, everyone, we'll end on saying they wait, should have called it wait, the fucking. Wait. No, stop. Does everybody have like two more minutes for a reading? Yes. We need oh, yes. Yes. Can I read you all a Yes, we have a special story? reading. Yes, we have, we have a, a very yes, special yes, reading. yes, absolutely. All right. Yes. So, so the background on this is uh, Imran and I were at a thrift store on Monday, um, and he just like out of nowhere directs my attention to we're kind of like back by the videos and the books. And he directs my attention to a book sitting on the bottom shelf of the book section. It is entitled Gamer Army. It's by a man named Trent Reedy, um, <laughs> and I am going to read you um, a segment of this. Like, I don't know, like Kroger brand ass Ready Player One. Once in an MMORPG, an ogre had dropped a Latin phrase before a devastating battle attack. Wikipedia later told Rogan that the words meant, Fortune favors the bold. The ogre had sounded so cool that Rogan had been slow to defend himself. After that, a quick Google Translate gave Rogan his own motto. Ego sum maximus, Latin for I am the greatest. Cocky, maybe, but that was part of being a great gamer. And if it threw Shay off balance, well, he'd take every advantage he could get. Rogan ditched the others and went to the upgrade bays. Leveling up to 100 made available new abilities that would make his ranger even tougher. He installed titanium alloy close combat claws, basically three, three six-inch razor-sharp claws on each hand that popped out like wolverines. <laughs> As if those weren't cool enough. <laughs> he finally hooked up the tech he'd been waiting for. 15 meter grappling cables that could be fired from each arm. The ends of both cables looked like frayed steel ropes, but they were really programmed steel microfibers. If you fired a cable at a brick wall or other solid substance, the tiny filaments would weave into the microscopic gaps in the surface. He could then reel the cable back in, pulling the object to him or pulling himself to the object. Rogan had watched videos of other leveled-up rangers just killing it with these cables, swinging through battles like Spider-Man. He smiled. Shaylin's flyer wouldn't be the only one in the air anymore. When he finished the upgrade, Rogan left the Laser Viper building on Gamer Avenue. <laughs> Transforming... <laughs> <laughs> Why is this real? 
machine to I his regular, be. barely customized avatar. His fairly generic kid body for whom he bought a black leather jacket and a Gamer for Life t-shirt picked up the pace. <laughs> he had to get home soon. Gamer <laughs> <laughs> Army by Trent Reedy if anyone wants to pick up the shirt. It was a dollar at the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, please get please i need no. more <laughs> one more page I can't. one more page john uh, I I would, have to find john we no, have to no, stop no. you i would we're, literally die oh my god i will say it's not all i i, I can't i don't i know it's hard to believe it's not all that bad the problem is it's shit like that it's like one or two pages of things like that oh. interspersed with just some very, like just some, some extremely boring narrative. Like I, I was flipping through it trying to find like good pages and there's a lot of parts that are just like boring. They're like you nothing. You can't keep giving me cookies. Um, but, but like, I... like there's parts of it that are just incredible. Um, if you're all very nice to me, I'll read a little bit more later in the future. But yeah, that, that's a book called Gamer Army. It's incredible. I, I wish. You know what? Can we, I love Super Deluxe Gamescast. Can we change it again to Gamer Avenue? Can we change it to Gamer no. Avenue, please? No, but no. our official slogan is going to be Ego Sum Maximus. That Ego is... Maximus. Well, the best part is he actually says it like like throughout the book. Like he just says Ego Sum Maximus like multiple times, and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ, my man. I want. He's also twelve. The kid, the main character is twelve, which like okay, this is that the kind of dumb out. shit that someone does when they're twelve. But also the, the writer is twelve, the, correct? The, the, the game, the book wow. treats him like a, an older teenager at so many points that it's just messed up. There's a whole section about how he he ends up like in a gamer like like apartment or whatever because he's basically part of a Hunger Games style competition except no one dies. Um, and they're like feeding him healthy food and he's like, this healthy food is so disgusting and keeps spitting it out and he just wants to eat like hot pockets and Cheetos. I am not fucking shitting you. I wish I could have seen uh, Imran oh. actually read this. Like, there's also a there's oh a. God. No, I won't read it. There's um, there's an energy drink in in the book. Oh, so, fucking! Of course there is. Of course there is. What's it called? Oh, what's the energy drink called? It's really incredible. Hold on. Uh, Please. Oh, I. I'm gonna find it really quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I should have thought of it. It was. He says it. He has it's an energy fine. drink. Oh, there it is. Wait. Uh, Katie Cola. Power Slam energy drink. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something I'd have to try. Yeah, no, it's you have It's funny because would. they have Hot Pockets. Like, they have the name Hot Pocket in there, but then they have Power Slam Energy Drink. which is Power Slam. Woo! Fucking love me. Knock back anyway, a Power that's, Slam. That's a thing in your brains. That's, that, that's probably it. I'm going to slam a Power Slam at PAX. It's power so Slam awesome. will give you gamer energy so you can be the best at Fortnite. If you're, all, if you're all interested, there's a YouTube trailer that Scholastic did for this book. You oh, you're fucking A right. I'm watching that YouTube trailer. Yeah, you watch it. it's I literally called it the Scholastic Book Fair version of Ready Player One. It really is. Like, that's it straight up is. Anyway. So, um, so uh, nobody at the nobody at our panel is allowed to come up to the mic and say Ergo Sum Maximus. Don't no. don't do it. I will have you removed. I will I drop will, from uh, the ceiling. I will physically tackle you. <laughs> Well, on that note, everybody, uh, Ergo Sum Maximus, everyone. Everyone, make your, make your way down to Gamer Avenue. And remember that it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So, hey, remember, no podcast next week, because we'll be at PAX. See you then. Bye!